Welcome to Pond Lee Hockey, the largest workers' compensation law firm in Pennsylvania. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured and disabled workers obtain benefits, as well as some of the biggest settlements in the state. Even better, Pond Lee Hockey doesn't charge a dime until you win. If you've been injured at work, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Welcome in, everyone, to another edition of The Labor Show with Jay Doc and Krause. Great to be where we are today, Jay Doc, and great to bring our listening audience on this day uh, an inside look at DC 21 and some of the pre-show conversation. There was chatter about trying to get one of our leaders, one of our labor leaders who we're going to meet today, uh, onto this program. I know you've been at it for nine years. You finally have accomplished that. Well, we have security uh, <laughs> outside the door in, in case he tries he's to agreed get to join the show. So pretty excited about that. Welcome in, brother. How you doing? Thanks, Joe. And, and he, you know, it's cool. We're, so we're back doing the Union Hall tour, right? And, and and it's the way we like to do the show. And, and when you say tour, it reminds me of Bruce Springsteen. And I say Bruce Springsteen because it probably would was as difficult and would be as difficult to get Bruce on the show as one of our featured guests. <laughs> Uh, that, that we have today. I couldn't be more excited um, to, to, to bring, uh, yeah, obviously, the leadership, longtime leader, friend, uh, Joe Ashdale, longtime uh, business manager of District Council 21, International Union of Painters and Allied Trades, and, of course, Fran McLaughlin, who is the uh, new business manager uh, who, who, who took over for Joe here at DC 21. Uh, and we're going to bring in Aaron O'Brien uh, to talk about the apprentice program, the apprentice coordinator, uh, who's going to come into the program, uh, into the show in, in the second segment. Um, but I want to welcome uh, Joe and Fran into the program. Joe, great to have you, brother. My pleasure. My pleasure. Thanks for, thanks for having me. I know you've been asking for about 10 years. That's right. Um, <clears throat> i I was busy. <laughs> but, uh, you know, if you're doing your job as a labor leader, you, you should be very busy. Absolutely. And, um, you know, Joe, we go way back. And, and um, since our kids played for the Holy Terror so long ago. Right. And um, the funny thing is, is is that you've been a great supporter of the show. We've always appreciated that. And But this is a checkbox. And by the way, you're, you know, um, it, it, you are you were busy. You are busy. You've been you've been doing a great job here at the union. And one of the things you and I talked about when we we're talking about putting together this um, the show was uh, the importance of developing uh, you know union leadership. It's why we talk about on the show all the time. Philadelphia is the number one union region in America, and that's because of our leadership. And you and I talked about um, the importance of of um, you know developing the next generation of, of, of union leadership. Now, Fran McLaughlin's been in, involved for a long time, so it's not his you know, first rodeo, but if you would talk a little bit uh, about Fran, and you, 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 uh, you know, were, were a labor leader here for a long time, and I know when you retired, um, you know, it's as important you know, as it was when you were there to see, you know, obviously the, the, the reins go to somebody who um, has your passion and, and somebody that you knew uh, that the members of DC 21 were going to be in good hands with. So that's a lot. But uh, <clears throat> so we, we are extremely proud of 
the unity we have in DC 21. We're, we're unlike a lot of labor unions. You may represent one trade. The iron workers like your dad did a wonderful job. And I loved your dad and I miss you. And he loved you. Thank you, Joe. We were not always the best of friends. Uh, we had some <laughs> adversity, him being an iron worker and myself a glazer. And, you know, we had some challenges. <laughs> but uh, through that, uh, we learned to respect each other and become really good friends. So Absolutely. Uh, hats off to your dad. Thank you. Um, but we represent, you know, basically four different crafts. So we have painters, two types of painters, commercial and industrial. We have uh, drywall finishers. We have glazers. And we have wall covers. And then we have a couple smaller ancillary groups. As an example, the stadium workers at Citizens Bank Park tonight. Uh, when, when, we, we, uh, when we beat the when uh, we beat the Braves right. tonight, and yeah. when you buy your program, it's from one of our members. Awesome! <laughs> so, I didn't know that. That's yes. fantastic. <clears throat> but so we're a little unique, and it was a little more of a challenge when we were asked to fully affiliate. In the we were always under the same umbrella from the international, but in the nineties they. At a convention, they said, we got to get everybody in one roof working together. And, you know, it was kind of... It, 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 listen, you know, I, I was an iron worker, you know, I mean, on a job for 20 years, right? I, and I could only imagine what the new, uh, like, what, what changes, you know, it, literally, you know, it's difficult, especially when, th- when when men and women from in the same union for their whole career, some 30, 40 years, and you're asking them to kind of, in a sense, grow, and that, and but you know that's what that's what labor is all about. That's exactly right. We uh, we laugh about it now, but you know there was about four different painters union halls in the area in the Delaware Valley. There was a drywall union hall and there was a glazer hall. Right. So the painters and the drywall said we're going to we're going to move you into the glazer hall um, because that's the newest building. And the painters and drywall were like, hey, my father, my uncle, my grandfather built this building, and I got to move into the glazers hall. That's not right. And then the Glazers were like, wait a minute, we got to take down the right. Glazer sign and they're moving in, you know. So there was a lot of uh, people that weren't happy. But right. what we've come to learn, and sometimes in, the, in a difficult way, is that resistance to change is a dead end street. And once we put everybody together and combine the uh, resources, we have a wonderful training program that Franny and uh, Aaron's going to talk about. We were the first training, building trades training program in the country to be able to confer associate's degrees to our apprentices. Wow. First one. And through a lot of hard work, combined effort, everybody, you know, leaning in and pulling together. And now there's, uh, what is it, maybe 16, 18 programs now that are certified by the uh, U.S. Department of Education. Wow. So it's pretty, uh, some of the things we accomplished together. And uh, so over time, <clears throat> you know, we would go to functions and it was always kind of autonomous. Yeah. And then the next thing you know, we're going to functions and there's, Five painters, five glazers, five drywall finishers, five wall covers, and everybody over time got to like each other and work together with each other. And it's, it was really fun to, to to develop new friends and get closer. And we're all under the same umbrella. So, by the way, how how long ago again did that did that take place when you just kind of merged? It was, uh, I think, it was from the nineteen ninety four convention, ninety five. Wow. So right after that, they started, and then naturally they come to Philadelphia because we got to be the. Uh, flagship for everything that happens in the country you sure. know, because of what you said earlier this is a pretty unionized area and you know it's accepted and we have employers that work well with us and uh vendors and just developers that know what's they're going to have to deal with us and they want to deal with us because the caliber of uh employee they're going to get sure. when, when they when they come to us um so in our world uh, i became manager and Instantly asked Franny to be my partner. Okay, I'm a glazer. Franny's a painter. And both uh, Franny was like really respected in his uh, 
arena. And it was a wonderful partnership. I actually miss it. We still talk to each other really? once a week. It was, it was great. I'm sometimes more outside doing some things, and Franny would take care of the bylaws and the contracts, and, and he has the proper demeanor. He's uh, Everybody likes him, and it was just so nice having a natural succession plan. And see, back then, 94, what really ticked me off was I was the head of the Ironworker softball coach, and it just made your team that much better when everybody, and I, and I remember saying to my dad, I walked into the, into the office, and he looked at me, and he was on the first, in the first league, like they played the first beer game on a job that he did, and he looked at me, and he said, I'd calculated that second place trophy up there, and I see, at the time, we had spent like $25,000 over the years in uniforms. I'm like, Dad, look what we're up against here. We're, and, 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 and I, I'll joke around with Jimmy Snell and, and, and all the guys, and, and I'll say, well, look, you know, we don't have – part of our apprenticeship test isn't throwing the ball from center field at a home plate like yours is. I'm talking about the steam fitters, right? So remember, Joe, when we did that show, I stole the trophy out of the uh, – we, we did a show. We had I picked a, that picture, actually. That, you got the up picture. on my timeline. That's today, right. right. I'm not sure why it showed up in the <laughs> I know. show today. But did it really? It did. It, oh, it my did. God. So um, – but, no, you know, it, it's, it's great to see, you know, that, that it, it, in a sense – um, it, it shows what labor's all about. And, and so, um, and, and it just makes everybody stronger. And having said that, uh, Fran, great to be here. We appreciate the hospitality. Thank you. And, and so obviously, you know, you're, you're sitting, you know, you're, you're taking over officially for a legend yeah. who, by the way, is getting honored as, as um, in the Legends of Labor Hall of Fame in November. Um, but t talk about how, how uh, well, uh, kind of elaborate a little bit on, 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 on what Joe said. So, so when I came here, I came here in 2003 as a full-time staff. I had 20 years in the field, and then I've been here for 20 years in, in the office. And somehow Joe and I always ended up next to each other. When I started, I was, I was a, just an organizer. My cubicle was right outside Joe's office. As we moved up, I became the organizing director. I was next door to Joe in his office. And then when Joe took over as business manager, I moved over here with Joe, and our, and our offices were next to each other. So we've had a great relationship for 20-plus years. I mean, I remember Joe, you know, when I was an apprentice and, and came up as a, as a as a, you know, a delegate to district council. I was the financial secretary of my local. And I always got to interact with Joe. We have people in common. His sister-in-law lives in the house behind me. It's, it shows what a small world it is. And you know what's interesting? And I'll have this uh, conversation on occasion. And I saw this in our union. I remember the first union uh, meeting I ever went to. I'm 18 years old. And, I mean, to say I was raw. And I, I walk in. And you got all these guys who, I don't know, I just started apprentice school like Tuesday, right? And I walked in and you got all these, all these guys like, you know, you know, kind of you know, screaming up at the, up where my dad's at, right? And I'm like, I've never seen anything like this before. And I said to him after, I'm like, what was that all about? He goes, that's just how we do it. One of the things that I say um, when I'm talking to, uh, you're on a broadcast or, or labor leadership, and that, it, and that, and you guys exude this is that if I could say one thing about great labor leadership is if you if you uh, represent the members and they know the best interest of uh, your best interest is with them, okay. Sometimes you're going to have to make difficult decisions, okay. But they'll always know you have their best interest at heart. You, I, I, it was easy for me to see that because in our union over the years we had the occasional it was about somebody else or whatever, and and you learn that. Talk about 
that, now I'll start with Joe, um, the importance of that and, and, and being, you know, we talk about leadership, being a leader uh, of, of a large group of members and a diverse group of members, but showing that it's members first. So I was blessed um, to have some of the finest labor leaders come out of Philly. Uh, Ralphie Williams was an awesome, awesome leader. Uh, his younger brother, Jimmy Williams, actually hired me in the 80s to be an organizer. And he went on to become the general president of Aero International from here. And that kind of, I filled in the vacuum as he was moving up the ladder and, and, uh, and a whole bunch of the Pat Gillespie's, uh, oh, yeah. the, the John Doc from uh, Local 98, oh, yeah. the Martin Maloney's, uh, so, many, so many names and so many great people um, that kept this city united despite the challenges we have sure. over jurisdiction and work and all that stuff. But we knew, we knew that we had to work together. We knew that we had to get involved politically and support uh, pro-labor candidates. And we did that well, uh, better than anybody in the country. And we got a lot of Republican and Democratic uh, representatives that we were able to go to. And you know, like you just mentioned, when our members understand that their whatever they need is comes first. As an example, somebody may need their mom or grandma some help getting into a nursing home. Somebody may need their child a bed because they're having an addiction problem. Yeah. Somebody may need help with their driver's license. You know, if they got some, uh, they lost their license or insurance. I got a call last week. Now, I've been retired, you know, for a while. And sure. uh, they, I happened to be with a guy, and he says, uh, I got a guy on my job that uh, uh, we sent him to another job, but he don't have his birth certificate. Who do we do to help him get his birth certificate? Just things like that. that we are able to turn around to someone and say, hey, can you help a member, you know, uh, expedite whatever it may be. But the leaders before me, that's how it was. That's they just taught you how to do things and how to give up everything you have uh, at night and weekends for the member. Well, and and that's the thing, and we, you know, and it, it, so I, you know, I, when I sit across from you guys, I I know what and who you guys are. It, this is not a job. It's it's a calling in a sense. It's who you are. So. Um, I say that sometimes because sometimes you'll be sitting there talking about your next negotiation with your contractors. And sometimes you're going to take a, a, a bigger raise and sometimes you're not. And sometimes you got to tell the members times aren't good right, right now. Okay. It's, you know, or, you know, we're not going to take as much as you want, but it's, it's, we need to, you know, support our contractors and we'll get ours when it's our time. That's sometimes that's in the decision sometimes or a decision like that. I mean, I, I watch, the old man, and I'm talking about mine, uh, you know, talk, you know, talk about moving the union hall. Now, half the guys wanted to lynch him, and the other, and he, he was laying it down there, right? I mean, it was, we talked about bringing the annuity in. Well, those decisions sometimes can be difficult, especially when you're, you know, bringing new funds and stuff like that. But if they know you got their best interests at heart and your vision is important, you know, they'll, you know, they'll sometimes they'll, you know, the, especially some guys that are, you know, not easy, you know, for change. You know, you'll get that support. So How do you perfect, know they know, Joe? How do you know they know? Well, I'll give you a perfect example. In 08, when the economy tanked, we had 40, 50, 60% unemployment in some of our crafts. So we went to the membership and stood up here in this hall in front of three, 400 members and said, look, we're putting $2 an hour in a vacation fund, which is basically, you know, a Christmas club, a vacation right. club, whatever you want. Oh, to yeah. Do. And we asked the members if they could give up a dollar of that and put that into another fund 
so that that fund would help subsidize the health and welfare benefits of our young members. And we generated over a million bucks, and that helped, uh, I have the number here somewhere, 200 families keep their family in health coverage. And you know how it is in the building trades. If you don't get the hours, you know you don't, you, get, you, right? don't, you don't get the bennies. So our members essentially took a buck an hour out of their pay, 40 bucks a week, and then they had to go home and tell their wife, why am I, why am I getting 40 nope, but Joe, less a week? And, they, and the answer was because our brother and sister, are, they're out of work. And that's more important. And I go to my union meetings and they say, that's what we're about. That's what a union's about. And we kept people. And remember, we have a three and four year training program. We didn't want to lose the members. We wanted them to stay with us. You know, they could collect unemployment. They could do this. They could do some side jobs, get through bad times. But when that letter comes that says you're out of benefits, that's like a lightning bolt comes through your household. Yeah. Well, we stopped that. And we got in front of it. And when the economy picked up and, you know, they, they appreciate it. So right there, they know. That and, and, and by the way, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Sometimes, and listen, I, I wasn't at that meeting, obviously, but I'm sure there were some people standing up, you know, at least a couple, you know, give, you know giving you hell a little bit. But when it comes down to it, they know, they know where your heart's at. And, they, and that's, that is why, um, you, you know, that's why your union has you thrived for so many years because there's been great leadership. And you, when you take when 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 you're sitting in that seat, friend, and and you have those decisions, um, is, is it a comfort? And obviously, having that first row seat next to Joe, um, a good reference point for you. Sure, I, I've been next to him for pretty much 20 years, and the last 10 as the assistant business manager. Um, but but what you alluded to earlier about the members getting up at the meetings and kind of arguing and all. Yeah, when I got in in 1984, <laughs> that's what you saw. But through Joe, myself, the, the head of the drywall, and, and you know, we, we squashed all that. Our members trust us now. We stand up and we, we say something to them. The respect and trust that they have for us Absolutely. Goes, goes through. We don't have a bunch of people standing up yelling. When I first started, they wanted every cent in their paycheck. Nobody wanted to put anything exactly. into benefits or anything else. But that's gone now. Our members trust our, our leadership. And you know what? After 20 years of, of doing this together... They see the benefits of that. They see their pensions growing. They see HRA accounts. They see all that stuff. And, and that has what has gotten us the goodwill of the membership. So when we need something, they give it to us. They give us what, if it makes sense, and we give them the reason why we ask for something, then they go with us and they, they uh, are, are agreeable. Well, it's the Labor Show with J-Doc and Krause as we broadcast to you with our Labor Spotlight DC-21. Joe Ashdale is with us. Fran McLaughlin is with us. Aaron O'Brien Hoffman, right? Got that right. Aaron O'Brien Hoffman will be along after our first commercial break. She'll join the conversation. This is the Labor Show with J-Doc and Krause back in a moment. The best way to describe Anthony, David, and Jane are that they're my brothers. I met Anthony at LA Fitness because I noticed that he had a Teamsters bag and his dad was a Teamster leader. I'm a third generation son of labor. My grandmother worked in a factory. My mother and father were both Teamster members. I don't think there's a trade that I don't have a family member in. What's so big for me coming from a union background is what affects one member affects the entire membership. A lot of people can relate to the issues that individuals deal with. We pride ourselves on empathy. The big value that's always instilled in you if you grow up in a union household is the importance of brotherhood. 
people that lean on each other, that rely on each other. When we were building this business, having that background and knowing what matters most to the union members is really what we use to drive and build out Retiree First. And welcome back, everyone, to this edition of The Labor Show with J-Doc and Krause. As always, J-Doc, great to be back out on the road. It's our uh, labor spotlight. Good one today that was nine-plus years uh, in the making, and you pestering Joe Asdale to finally come Change. on. I know say, he changed. I know he blocked say, yes, me. he would do it. Um, so it's great to be here. Good opening segment in terms of conversation still to come as we roll on. We'll continue our dialogue from DC 21. Aaron O'Brien Hoffman will be along uh, in in this segment, I'll turn the microphone uh, back over uh, to you. I appreciate it, Joe. And yeah, it, it, we're here with Joe Ashdown and Fran McLaughlin, and, and of course, we're bringing Aaron O'Brien Hoffman into the program. But one of the things I, you said something interesting, Joe. Um, my dad had a lot of respect for you. Okay, and I, I know you just became friends, and uh, and and, and um, but it, so sometimes there's jurisdictional disputes. In all of these, you know, every day in all, all the things that we do, okay? But what's impressive is that our labor community, and, and you know, I'll talk about the, the non-building trade unions as well, um, because we've got great, uh, you know, great unions across the board, but how you guys are so, you know, united and strong, even, even when there's jurisdictional issues. And that's built on respect. And my dad didn't only, you know... Uh, think you were a friend but also we respected you when he understood what you you would represent your members okay and that's when you that's when when you have enough respect and understand everybody's got a job to do and you're that's that's why when you get into politics and all those things i'm talking about you know city politics and all them we're so strong across the board because we're you know and not and even in those situations um uh not everybody's on the same page but you know we always find a common a common area uh, Fran, you had mentioned something, you know, and, and it's a testament to, to DC 21 and, and what uh, you and Joe um, have done here for so long. And, and you know, talk about, you know, you had brought some, uh, you know, uh, members from Jersey in 2,500, if you would. Yeah. So last year, uh, before Joe left, it was probably in June, um, the International came to us and asked us to merge with the district council across the river. They actually got absorbed into district council 21. So that brought 2,500 new members uh, to us. And, you know, you have to represent them just like I've represented the people for the last 20 years. There's no distinction between that. So we brought them in and, and, you know, we've been busy now merging funds, health funds, the training fund had to merge that Aaron runs. Uh, and, you know, buildings. We we opened a, a building in Boardwalk Hall in Atlantic City. We have a we have a, a building down there with offices and training center. Uh, we have Where's one, your jurisdiction now that you brought the, the the Jersey local in? So it's it's the eastern half of Pennsylvania, the entire state of Delaware, and the entire state of New Jersey. Wow. So um, you know, we we opened the office there. We had one in Brick that was District Council 711's former office, and also one in Springfield, which is a couple minutes outside Newark. And, um, you know, we had to absorb all the agents in. We had to kind of bring them in and embrace them. I mean, they kind of were probably hurting a little bit that, you know, they got merged in. Sure. But we, we, it, it was very important to Joe and I to make sure that they felt at home and they knew they had a resource in us 
to do their jobs. So that happened, and and and, and it's a testament, though, like that, that to your point of the leadership and the respect that you've gained. It, one of the things I, I I mentioned when I said it was I was eighteen. My dad was in office two years at the time, maybe a year and a half. And when he when he ran for office. He ran against a guy named Iron Mike Trobich, right? That was, you know, it's the Iron Workers Hall, right? He won by like 16 votes, which if you turn around, is like nine, nine people going the wrong way. So it took a lot of time to get that, you know, even when he became a business manager, he went up to the health and welfare and he voted, he put seven or eight things on the board, okay? They got passed. Then the ninth thing, he got zero votes. That was them pushing. That's that was him learning and getting his his hand slapped. But it does take time. And what you guys have done here and, and the respect that you've uh, uh, that you've you've built it, it speaks for itself. And a lot of that we talk when we talk about the, the. And I know you're really proud of this, Joe. And and I know you are, friend. Especially in our conversations leading up to the show, our apprentice programs. Okay, they are the advantage that we have. And in in labor, there's so many great things about them. And Joe, I I mean, you're jumping out of your seat. You're so proud of it. Talk about it. So I'll get into that in a second. But when we merged Jersey in, the good news is we became a lot stronger, a lot bigger, a lot of common markets. The bad news is we picked up a lot of members that are Mets and Giants fans. That's a problem, Joe. <laughs> from North Jersey. How they so. get? How do they get through security yeah. here at the hall? <laughs> anyway, yeah. we get back to the. Uh, By the way, I love your shirt. But uh, Joe Krause says radio is the theater of the mind. He got the Phillies uh, shirt there, so it's all uh, rock on. <laughs> we're, we're all homers, but uh, absolutely. Anyhow, they. Uh, I'm going to let Aaron kind of get into the apprentice. But one of the things, you know, your dad friends, everybody's parents that are in this world and do what we do, they believed in education and unionism. And without education, you're not going to be the best mechanic out there. They're not going to want you to hire you. And we have not had that problem. Sometimes we don't have enough people when things really start going. You know? Right. So, um, but we've been, uh, my, my predecessors back believed in that. Jimmy Williams believed in a big training program. That That's... You know, if we're better trained, then we can take the work off the iron worker. <laughs> <laughs> well, what else is new? No, 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 <laughs> but, uh, Dad. No, 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 no. but in any event, um, we're so proud of our training program. Over sure. here. We have a 60,000 square foot facility. No, it's not 60, it's 180,000 180, square 000. foot facility. Uh, we were the first ones in the country to be able to do uh, associate's degrees. We um, started this one program I want to talk a little bit about, and then Aaron's going to but uh, around 07, 08, we start, developed a partnership with the Philadelphia School District. Yeah. And we bring the kids in uh, a 15-week introduction program for juniors and seniors. They come just like a semester in the fall and the winter, one in the uh, spring, one day a week. And then in the summer, they come. Um, and they get exposed to all kinds of stuff. Uh, some, of the, uh, some of the classes they get are OSHA 10, fall protection, scaffolding, Lead, labor history, drywall, bridge painting, wall covering, glazing, blueprints, math, and one and one. We, as of today, we have run uh, about eighteen hundred oh. school kids through that program. Wow. We exposed, uh, we added, we picked up not only the Philadelphia School District but two school districts in New Jersey and two other charter schools in Philadelphia. But the most thing I'm most proud of is out of those eighteen hundred uh, high school students. Over 90% of them 
were black, brown, and female, minority. Uh, nobody can say that they did more than us when it came to diversity, embracing them, embracing the uh, minority community, and putting them to work. Many of these kids who are now journeymen, one or more, at least I know the one guy, the uh, drywall finisher, is now one of our full-time instructors that went through the uh, Philadelphia school system. So, And, and by the way, it, it, it's not like the, the, the building trades especially years and years ago, weren't getting beat up for a lack of diversity right. and taking the lead in that area. And it's, it, it, it's such a, it, it's a priority giving people opportunities that didn't get opportunities for the wrong reasons um, is, is a breath of, of fresh air. And, and so having said that, I want to bring in Aaron O'Brien Hoffman into the program. You are the apprentice coordinator. I am the director of training. Okay. Well, first of all, welcome to the broadcast. Thanks for having me. It's our pleasure. It's it's great to meet you. I've heard great things about you. Um, talk about uh, you, you know your trek to to uh, you know where you're at today. I mean, uh, and and also talk. And we're going to talk a little bit about the uh, you know the program, the curriculum, and 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 uh, the program here at DC Twenty One. Yeah, so, um, well, with a name like Aaron O'Brien, my dad told me I could have been a meteorologist. Yeah, me a too. Painter. <laughs> me it's too. the best choice that I've yeah. ever made. <laughs> right. And, um, you know, I came here, I went through a four-year apprenticeship program where I earned as I learned. Um, I went on to run some big work in the city of Philadelphia. Uh, I worked for um, pretty much one signatory contractor throughout my entire career, and I got asked to come to um, to the training center Back in 2016 for a grant called GIFT, Girls in the Finishing Trades. And my job was to recruit young ladies from um, area high schools to come in to be painters, drywall finishers, and glazers. So it's interesting. Um, Joe and I have done uh, the women in, in labor, the broadcast that, you know, the, uh, the I, Joe, I, you know, I'm, uh, it's, it's slipped in my mind, but we've had uh, a number of individuals um, who uh, are really, I, I think there's a, I, I, don't, I don't know what it's called in the building trades, but um, we had a lot of, you know, of our female uh, building trades women uh, be on the program. Talk about when you first got in as a female and in, in, in to say it's, uh, you know, a man's world was an understatement. You were facing, in some cases, an, ups, uh, an uphill battle. And, and, and the fact that, in a sense, you're a trailblazer because, uh, you know, now young women have the opportunity to look at somebody like you and say, wow, there's an there's an opportunity for me that wasn't here years ago. Uh, yeah. So, um, you know. Continuing to break glass ceilings, that it's, it's the truth. And this is a male-dominated field. And sure. this job may not be for every girl, but it is for any girl. And through programs that we run at the Finishing Trades Institute, like WINK, Women in Non-Traditional Careers. That's it. Um, that's that the it, program. That's a pre-apprenticeship program that I'm super, super proud of. I'm, I'm very lucky to have a business manager like Franny McLaughlin that allows me as a DOT to run around literally pounding the pavement to not only recruit women, but also I am the lead instructor um, it is a six-week cohort. It runs on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays from 8 to 4.30. And the women um, learn NAB2's MC3 curriculum, 40 hours of construction math, first aid, CPR, OSHA 10, um, hands-on. And we visit all of the areas, JATC, you know, training facilities, and we also go on job site tours. And at the end of this six-week program, 
these women are a force to be reckoned with. Wow. And they are ready to not only successfully apply, but also thrive in any one of the Philadelphia Union building trades. Uh, Franny, Joe, yeah, I was I, just going to say, I, talk I, about that. I, I can tell you that Erin will not sit here and, and toot her own horn, but I will. Erin's probably brought in more women to the Philadelphia building trades in the last eight years than any union in the trades together. She, Our first year apprentice class right now for painters is 60% women. And that's because Erin, nobody else. Erin's done this all herself. So I'm proud of her. Uh, and, and they're good workers. She, she is very careful in who she picks. She cultivates them. And then she mentors them through their apprenticeship to make sure that they can have the success that she has. Well, uh, you mentioned something, Erin, and, and you talk about Franny and Joe. Um, it, it, just knowing, you know, that, you know, the... Uh, you're sometimes a difficult is how important is it to have leadership that support your initiatives and, and your drive and passion uh, to diversify and give opportunities to women who were, you know, maybe didn't even think it was a pathway, okay, and, it, it, until uh, you know, relatively briefly, uh, recently. Yeah, I mean, it's really important. Um, Joe and Franny really allow me to, you know, to do what I want is really the truth. I don't know if I would listen to them, though, if they said no, but because, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but it's the truth. They really, they really, they really allow me to do this because it really is a passion of mine. It's so important to me, whether I'm in a line in Wawa or I'm at Target and for young women to know that why is she wearing them pa- those painter's pants, you know, um, this, these careers are possible for anyone it outreach though you, you know and 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 uh, letting people know and, and young women know that it's possible um diversity is such an important part of of um you know not 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 just the trades but life okay i i uh had a, a, an awesome experience it was, the, uh, it was i was working on uh i was working on uh shriners on on uh broad street and it was the parking garage and we would get hit up all the time by people in the neighborhood asking, you know, can I get a job? You know, what, and, and, you know, the, um, there's apprenticeship and all these things. Well, one time, a uh, guy by the name of Mark Wright, and I just saw him last week. He's retiring. He just retired. And I walked in the union hall first time in six months, and he was there yeah, cashing in uh, about a month ago. So a uh, black guy who, who uh, comes up to me on the, on the street, and, and, he said, and this is what he said to me, and I don't think he would mind me saying it. He, he said, I just got done being incarcerated. I have three weeks to get a job, or I got to go back. I went right to the phone, and I called my dad, and I said, Dad, well, it was apprentice sign-up time. And I said, I got a great, great feeling about this guy, Dad. He just needs an opportunity. Okay, that was 30-some years ago. Okay, Beautiful. he became... Awesome. And he just happened to walk into me, right? And I called the old man up and I said, Dad, you know, I got a great food. He said, send him up the hall tonight or tomorrow. And he just retired, okay? That story, okay, um, you know, you, you talk about, uh, you know, minorities and, 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 and uh, people who have never gotten the opportunity at a career, okay, and, and, a, and a life, okay, uh, 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 if, where you're getting a... Fa- uh, 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 a wage, a living wage that's, uh, you know, second to none, built on great leadership like Joe Ashdow and Fran McLaughlin and a lot of our leaderships uh, uh, who fought for our wages and our way of life for years and years and years and years. When you look at the skyline, you should think of these guys, um, is what, what it's all about. You're doing that right now. 
Aaron, with people, with women who would never even probably think about it. Some who might have thought about it, but didn't see a pathway. How does that make you feel? I mean, it's, it's very rewarding work, but this work is imperative. So we have to have these pipelines into our apprenticeship programs with not only programs like the vocational internship program, VIP and WINK, Women in Non-Traditional Careers, and partnerships that we have with, you know, the Rebuild Finishing Trades Academy and Impact Services. Um, we, we need to, our, our, our workforce needs to continue to look like the neighborhoods that we represent. Absolutely. We, we got two minutes to the break. I, I'd like to get into the, to the curriculum, okay, uh, in, in, in regards to, this, to the school. Because like Joe, you said, this is, these are college accredited, you know, this is a college accredited a- education. And we all know my son's still paying back his, his college loans, okay? And um, we all know that the, the, the education that you get in an apprenticeship, and we've done shows where we've done a, uh, a TED Talk. You know, we, we literally aired a TED Talk one time that talked about individuals that just learn, you know, that people learn differently. Some uh, some college, uh, you know, high schools, they, they gear their, their, their education to, to, a, um, to a professor's curriculum. A lot of kids learn music. A lot of kids are, are, are gifted in, in, in the trades. Uh, but when you go to college, often you're going to have those loans. Talk about the value of the education here, okay? A four-year education, what you'd pay for that education, okay? And what, in essence, they really, you, I think you said they're working while they're... While, while they're uh, yes, you're earning as you're learning. You're, you're starting at a significant wage each year. You make an increase in pay until you make full rate as a journeyman, um, like Joe spoke about. Um, underneath it, you know, the DOE and the COE were able to confer our own degrees. Um, our glazers leave us, um, it's an AST program where they're leaving us with an associate's degree and all of our programs, regardless of, you know, which craft that you choose, all of them are college accredited programs and all of them have transferable credits that can be taken to Rowan or, um, Penn State University and you can go on for, you know, continued education. The sky's the limit. Real quick, what, what would the, if you were paying, if somebody was paying for this education, if they were going to school, what, what, what kind of value are we looking at? Probably $160,000 plus, depending on what college you go to. Um, uh, one of the girls in the office here that works here is sending her, uh, her son to Newman College and it was 40 some thousand dollars a year. So you're, you're, it's, a, it's definitely a, a savings. Um, you don't have to look down on yourself because you didn't go to college, we're accredited, and you're making money the whole time. So I remember when I was young, I came here, some of my kids, some of my buddies went, I was, they were ahead of me in the very beginning. But by the time I got into my 30s, I was passing them with what I was making and things like that. So that makes you feel like you did the right thing. You know what I mean? And it actually made my father happy because he paid for a few years of college for me. That's right. And then I left. And at the end, you know, before he passed away, he said, you did pretty good. He goes, I wasn't sure how you were going to do, but you did pretty good in the career you chose. And you're earning while you're learning. Mm-hmm. And Aaron, I love that. I love that saying. And and the fact is, is, is that... Um, you know, you don't have that. Not only don't you have that college debt, but you're you're getting a top. And by the way, who are the teachers and who is paying for the education? Who it, are the teachers at the school? It's funded through our members. So right, yeah. through our members' contributions is how all, all of our training programs run. And the teachers are? The, tre- the teachers are masters in our craft. So there are union glazers, union drywall finishers, and union painters that teach all of our classes. 
And good stuff here on The Labor Show as we visit with DC21, Aaron O'Brien Hoffman joining us. She'll stay with us as we go to the break on the other side. We'll continue our conversation. This is The Labor Show with J-Doc and Krause back in a moment. Hey, everyone. This is Krause of Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor, proudly presented by Jim Stevenson of Chapman Ford on the Boulevard. Buying your next car online is just a call, click, or email away. Let Jim Stevenson handle your union family's next purchase right from the convenience of your home. Email Jim right now at jstevenson at chapmanautogroup.com. Remember, if you're a member of the building trades, contact Jim Stevenson at 215-698-7000, option number six. If your union is a member of the AFL-CIO, contact Jim Stevenson at 215-698-7000. Buy your next vehicle or lease your fleet right now online from the only man in Philadelphia that has supported every union effort with unconditional effort. Jim Stevenson of Chapman Ford on the Boulevard says, Union, yes. Get the Stevenson difference. He supports and drives the union community. And welcome back, everyone, to this edition of The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause. Great information, great conversation today. Fascinating to learn today, J. Doc, uh, that DC-21 absorbed or took in, I think Franny said it was 2,500-plus members, um, and the depth and the scope of reach uh, and range that DC-21 covers is really amazing. It's really a big, big footprint around the Delaware Valley. Absolutely, and... One of the one of the things that you know, we're and, and and we're talking apprenticeship and we're talking about uh, you know the the the, uh, the the union and and obviously the growth and um, but one of the things that we've done incredibly well in this area is is we talk about politics and getting involved and engaged. Okay, one of the things, Aaron, that I've talked about uh, for years and years is learning unionism, you know, as an apprentice. One of the things that our building trade unions do so well, okay, first of all, you know, women, men, you've been in, you've been in a building trade union for a long time. There's a chance you got a tattoo with a union's name and number on your show. You know what I mean? Because we, we're engaged in this, okay? There are other unions that are great unions, but, you know, if their members didn't go to an apprentice program or whatever, sometimes they might have been organized into what they don't. They don't have that unionism, especially when they first, you know, start the process. Talk about the importance of educating young people in the apprenticeship on the, you know, the, the principles of union unionism, because so they understand they weren't born on third base, that these benefits people lived and literally died uh, for on these, you know, you know, on, on the, on the, on the, jobs, uh, you know, you know, on the picket lines and, and, and all those things. Talk about the importance of teaching unionism um, to our young people. It's very important. It's a big part of our curriculum, labor history, um, you know, industry awareness. Um, our apprentices are taught all of that, the importance of, you know, why we get behind different politicians and um, how that improves our market share. And all, all of this stuff is a big part of our curriculum, and it's very important. And you're very right. So, 
being a part of a, a, a you know, a, a four or plus uh, apprenticeship program, um, there, I believe there's like a magic equation that happens there, right? And so when you come out of this, not only are you the best um, journeyman in, in your craft, um, but you have all of that knowledge of exactly why we do what we do and why we are the best and what sets us apart. Talk, talk Joe, about that. So, so I'll give you an example. Yesterday, we had 10 state senators in our training center with all our apprentices around them standing in the rafters and going, and we introduced um, a bill that we wrote. District Council 21 has a full-time political director, Tim Crowther, and we hired a researcher. He was in that program that Bob Wolper has at Temple. He came here as an intern, and he was so fabulous that at after that, we hired him full-time. Right. So he's doing policy for us. He's doing research for us. So we were thinking about, you know, some tax zones that the state has, and they give people tax credits if they build here and do things here. Well, the state never attached prevailing wage or apprenticeship language. So Timmy and Tyler, along with Senator Steve Sanicero in Bucks County, they together wrote a bill that attaches the prevailing wage and the apprenticeship to these tax-free zones, which not only helps workers, it helps taxpayers. The taxpayers are giving them a, a tax abatement, and not and and they weren't get well. We weren't getting anything. And in Bucks County, they had a, a, the old U.S. Steel Mill. If you're familiar with that, they they have a, a, a company from Chicago in there as the developer, and they're bringing in out-of-state workers to work in there with no prevailing wage protection. We don't know if we're getting any tax money from the workers. So this will kind of close that gap. So so we're going to introduce the bill uh, in, in the fall here and, and see how that goes. You know what I mean? And you're talking, you know, and that really, I mean, that's, you know, advanced politics right there. One of the things uh, Aaron, you would you would talked about, um, you had mentioned something about why, you know, young people, young apprentices, um, and our journey people as well, uh, and I've said it a million times, why they should be educated on their union's um, political agenda. Well, uh, you know, our labor leaders are fighting uh, for, you know, our, co- our ability to collectively bargain, okay, fighting against right to work, paycheck, you know, deception, and all those things. Uh, I've said it about a thousand times. And, and and we sit, and I'm sure, you know, I mean, listen, we're all human beings and everybody thinks a different way and, you know, uh, but let's talk about, you know, you're educating people why, and including our union members, our, our journey people, that that um, it's important for them to be educated on uh, the agenda of the union and, you know, so we can procure and have people in political positions that support our right to be union to collectively bargain and represent us. Otherwise, you know, I mean, if you want to vote against your union's agenda, by all means do it, but don't bitch at the union meeting when you're not working uh, because, uh, you know, you, 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 you voted for somebody who really is against your, you know, your, 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 your work, you know, your work, your job. I mean, you know, your economic yeah. well-being. Talk about that. So, so that is a problem sometimes in, in organized labor. Um, I would say a percentage of our membership looks at, you know, 
the, the a couple people that don't share our values, but they like them because maybe something else they did. Right. No, I get it. Right. So what, what we try to do is, is say the first thing you should vote is your paycheck. I mean, everybody needs a roof over their head. Everybody needs to eat. And, and most of our members get that, but some don't. And, and yesterday was a civics lesson for that, all those apprentice Absolutely. classes that were in here yesterday, because they got to sit there with 10 senators. The, the, they were coming from as far away as, as Wilkesboro um, to, to be there at the press conference yesterday where we unveiled this bill that, that they're going to run for us. So now we're going to be looking for bipartisan support. We, we hope that happens, um, and, I, and I think it will. We have friends from from when Joe was here for the last 20 years on both sides of the aisle and then we're going to try to lean on them to to help us with this and they do share our values there are a lot of you know uh people on both sides of the aisle that that like labor and share our values so you know that's heartening the disheartening part is that some of our members don't see the big picture where it could affect their job and their life. Well, and, and, and you, you talk about both sides of the aisle. One, one of the things that, that a lot of our great leadership has said is labor's not a political party. We support those who support us. Correct. We cannot do it. We cannot do it with just Democrats, you know, or, mm-hmm. you know, just one party. So we, we, we have to understand the issues and who supports us. You just, you know, we're not just pulling a, a lever because not everybody's our friend. Uh, having said that, um, you, 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 you talk about uh, uh, supporting candidates and, and, and the, the necessary, you know, the necessity to get involved in that, in, in, in that process. We do it incredibly well in, 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 in the building trades. That's why, Joe, we talk about yeah, jurisdiction, not everybody's on the same side. But when it comes to, you know, supporting candidates that support our, our, our labor community and our jobs, we become pretty good at that. Talk about that, Joe. So I tried to explain when you when you try to explain this to members i say look we're going to have jurisdictional issues but at the end of the day i liken it to uh, the nfl you're on offense i'm on defense we're two tough linemen i want to kill you you want to take my head off but when the game's over we're still part of the same players association right we want to make sure i want to kill you but when that's done, I want to make sure that we get the best pay and the NFL has a wonderful uh, players association. So you kind of break it down and say, look, we're going to fight with guys' issues here and there. And you might think they're stealing your work and that and get the assignment and all this other business we get bogged down with. <clears throat> but at the end of the day, Philly, as the hub, does a great job uh, getting uh, city, state, and federal candidates elected out of this area that understand what we're about. They come to our training center. They understand it's not just a democratic issue. We bring contractors to meet with uh, politicians all the time, and we just sit back. And I have contractors like Kennedy Glass or Snow Painty, and I'll say, I'm a third-generation glazing contractor. I hire uh, 150 glazers a year in Pennsylvania. Okay, so I have stake in if it's a prevailing rate job or a Davis-Bacon job. So it's not just a labor thing all the time. We have a partnership. It's like a marriage. Oh yeah, a partnership with the contractors. They have to hire. They got it. They take the risk. Hundred percent. They go bid the jobs. They put a lot of their put their houses up, you know, for collateral. And if they make a lot of money, God bless them. Well, it's interesting you say that because um, I've heard on occasion. I've heard. And rarely you hear it, but I, I've heard. You know, some union people talk about the contractor or the employer like they're the enemy. Without them, we don't have a career. It's a partnership, like you just said, Joe. And 
uh, you, you know, you, you got to negotiate with them on contract time. And you, again, just like you're not going to agree with every union and stuff like that, you know, doing jurisdictional disputes, which have been going on for a hundred years. Uh, it's the same that way with a contractor's association. You might fight to the death for on that contract if it comes to something like that. But at the end, you're on the same team. Right. You're on, you're on the same side. And that's an important, those are all, uh, you know, lessons um, uh, uh, understanding, you know, the, the, the process and what, what makes our union community so special. Um, I, I'd like to uh, talk about you know, one thing. You, you, you talked about all the politicians that were here, okay? Man, that is amazing. That lends itself to this. To, to, how many, what did you say, 10? There, there was 10 state senators, and I don't know if you know it or not, but this year in 2023, President Biden was here, Vice President Harris was here, both governors did a press conference with us together about misclassification of oh, uh, New Jersey and Pennsylvania. Big topic. So, so, so we're, we're pretty good at that. We're pretty good at, at bringing people together. And we do most of the things over at our training center so our apprentices can see what's going on. They're there in the room. They're listening to this stuff. You're, you're training the next generation. Correct. Okay, and, 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 and the future. Um, but what's interesting also is the fact that you have 10 state senators coming to the union, okay? It shows you where America is with pro-labor. Yes. Okay, and, and the sentiment largely due to Biden, okay, uh, you know, and, and the fact that, um, you know, this is, uh, that, that, this, that, that, that and, and our leadership, our labor leadership. I mean, how does that make you, you guys feel when, when, you, when you hear 10 Okay, it used to be a time when it was hard to get one to come up the street. Now you got ten individuals, individuals endorsing bills with 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 your members. Okay, you know, how, how's that make you feel? Well, it makes us feel that you know you matter for damn sure that we matter and that they're listening to us and that we matter to them and that we're part. We're Pennsylvanians. We're either that or we're New Jerseyans, and we're part of the fabric of this society. And we coach the kids. We. We pay our taxes. We do everything the right way, and we don't cheat. You know what I mean? We don't. We're not part of the underground economy. Um, and you mentioned you mentioned misclassification. misclassification. Right. That's a, issue. a major problem. But but it validates what we do. You know what I mean? When when you get ten uh, senators to come here, they they understand that these guys deserve the respect that they asked of us. You know? Oh yeah. Well, I, but by the way, our unions put their money where their mouth is. In other words, we support those candidates and not just with, you know, the, you, you know, you know, you're not just handing out handouts and saying with, with your list of workers, we support political action and, and, and all those things. Um, it's a relationship. It, it is. Um, let me just say one thing. And I, I know we're, we're coming at the end. We've got three minutes left to, to Aaron. One of the things we talk about the advantage we have is our apprentice program. Okay. And, uh, you're training, obviously, uh, the workforce here at DC 21. Okay, um, when somebody gets somebody gets sick on a job, okay, and you have contractors like Joe Ashdale was talking about, one of your workers gets sick, everybody gets sick. What the what the, the beauty of the fact is that they can call the union hall. Our union contractors can call the union hall and get a qualified member of DC 21. The same as the person that was there. You're going to get some, we all have superstars and all, but the point is, um, isn't that the point of it? To make our, to make our, our, uh, our, our workforce, uh, you know, the best it could possibly be for our contractors. 
Absolutely. Um, through training and uh, is what sets us apart from non-union. We have a very robust training center. Set it all and our right job there. is to furnish quality apprentices to signatory contractors. And guess what? One of the main organizing methods over the years has been, you know, go to a non-union contractor, take their best two people because the rest of them are, you know, typically aren't, aren't even in that category. At a union, at, at, with a union uh, educated and trained uh, force, you, you know, you're going to get, you know, I mean, incredible workforce across the board. You can call the union hall and get somebody, you know, the next day. And, and how important is that to our labor leaders? How is, how, you know, how, how important is that factor? Well, it's, it's important to us, but it's more important to our partners. Absolutely. They, they, they can do exactly what you said. They can pick up somebody and not miss a beat. Also, portability. We can put people over it. We have Jersey. We have Delaware. We have Pennsylvania. If they have a job in North Jersey... They don't have to pay for guys to go up there and their tolls and their gas and all. They hire somebody out of the hall up there, and they get the same thing as they would have down here. Absolutely. First of all, uh, can I add one thing? Please, that, Joe. One, one thing that, you know, and you know, because you were an iron worker, <clears throat> when you work at high elevations, bridge painters, glazers, iron workers, a lot of injuries and a lot of pretty, pretty nasty injuries. But our employer, employer partners get behind us on safety. We have two full-time safety people, two full-time safety people that just go out and make sure that they got the right equipment, that they got the right harnesses, that they got the right scaffolding and all the things that go with it. And Aaron has people over there that if anything happens on any job site, they shoot, they shoot them right down and they assess the situation and all that. But when your partner buys in on that and they're paying them and they're picking up the tab to make sure they got the finest and safest equipment, it means a lot. Yeah, and, and especially that is so important because a lot of times you have, especially on non-union jobs, Joe and I did a show not long ago where the guys that were doing work at night on a, on a, high rise, on a low-rise building down by Temple, remember that, Joe? They came in. They were going up on an outside elevator that was half broken in the middle. One of the guy called his, guys called his wife in the middle and said, if I don't make it. Okay, and so not only is that not a that relationship you're talking about is so important. Uh, we're going to take a short break. Want to thank Aaron O'Brien Hoffman for for being on our broadcast. Job well done, and, and continue the work that you're doing. It matters so much. Thanks, thanks for having me. We'll have more from uh, the Labor Show with Jay Dot and Krause in just a minute. Navigating group Medicare health plans can be overwhelming. Our friends at Labor First, a division of Retiree First, work with plan sponsors to design and manage Medicare plans for union retirees, keeping costs low without compromising member experience. Retirees can keep their retirement stress-free by calling a dedicated advocate who will guide them through their health plans and answer their questions. Preserve the health benefits that retirees deserve at retirefirst.com. One segment to go, J-Doc, the Labor Show with J-Doc and Krause, DC-21 in the spotlight. You know, as I sit and I listen and I consume everything that is being said uh, on the broadcast today, man, I just wish the public... Well, that's what this is about, Joe. I just wish the public can wrap their arms around some of these conversations well, because they are game changers in a lot of different ways. And I just feel as though sometimes people don't appreciate well, it. Well, here's the, they don't, they don't, because they don't understand it. We started this show because we wanted to make sure that a lot of these great things get out, given back to the communities, which I know is a big part of here at, at DC 21. And, and, and you, like you said, Joe, uh, 
the co- where the you know the coaches, the fabric of the neighborhoods, um, are our union members, uh, and and it's such an important thing, uh, you know. And it, talk about that being a, a, a priority, friend. Well, I mean, we we do like to convey you know what we do here into the community. We do a lot of we have a, a fund called the Core Fund. It's uh, community organizing for real economics. And we do so much work in the community. Uh, Aaron's crew does a lot of it. Uh, the guys in the, the agents will take, do some of it. And we actually pay some of our members if they're laid off from this fund to do work in the community. I know years, years ago when there was unrest and they broke all those windows downtown, our contractors and us through our labor management fund put aside $50,000 and we went down to businesses and fixed their windows where maybe they were a smaller business in, in North Philadelphia and they couldn't afford to do it. We replaced their windows for free. And, and by the way, those are the stories that you don't hear. And that's really exactly what I'm talking about. As we finish up, but first of all, Fran, I want to uh, thank you uh, for, for the hospitality. Uh, and, and, and of course, thank Aaron for being on the broadcast. But I do want to congr- thank Joe uh, Ashdale, um, you know, I've wanted you to come on the show for a long time, and guess what? You didn't disappoint, um, and I'm so happy that we did it, okay? Um, but I also want to congratulate you on, on your induction into the, into the uh, Legends of Labor Hall of Fame, which is a, uh, an honor that we started last year, which is a big deal. I mean, our first three inductees were Sam Staten Sr., okay, Wendell Young III, and Pat Gillespie. It's a uh, lofty perch. And, and our fourth one is Joe Ashdale. Thank you. And, and so it's well-deserved, well-earned. Um, we, 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 we miss you here, but we're in good hands with Franny. Lord. And we're, and we're going to have a, a great time on November 14th, and we're, we're going to celebrate that on the radio. So I want to congratulate you. Um, my best to your son, who's doing some incredible work, Joe Jr. Uh, he, uh, and, he sends his love. Oh, uh, you know, he's a, an incredible... <laughs> you, you were one of his favorite coaches. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, you know what? And But he, I'll tell you what, you know, what he does for people that, uh, you know, have issues on a daily basis is just incredible. So I want to thank Franny. I want to thank Joe Ashdown and Aaron and, and, every, and all the members of DC21 for allowing us to be in your home today. It's been an awesome show. Joe Krause? That's going to do it for this edition of The Labor Show with J-Doc and Krause. Again, special thanks to Joe Ashdale. Special thanks to Fran McLaughlin and special thanks... Thanks to Aaron O'Brien Hoffman. Job uh, well done by you on behalf of my partner, Jay Doc, and all of our listeners tuning in to this special on DC21. I'm Joe Krause. See you next time, everybody. Thank you. Hi, this is Mark Lynch, business manager, IBEW, Local 98. Our members are the best educated, best trained electricians and technicians in the construction industry. Our electrical contractor partners do the job right. The first time, every time, safely, on time, and on budget. Find out why we're the best in the business. Visit us at www.ibew98.org.